You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family, welcome back to the podcast. You may have noticed when you downloaded this episode of the podcast that this is episode number 300. Hey, that's a pretty big deal. Like, I feel like we need to stop and have a little party. So uh, pat yourself on the back as a listener. And I sure hope that, you know, 300 podcast episodes have been encouraging throughout the last couple of years as we try to touch our church family uh, just with some encouraging word from Scripture uh, or some testimony, you know, throughout the week. So let's get to today's podcast. On Sunday, I preached about Scripture. And I encourage our church family to be people of the word. And so I'm going to just use the podcast this week to sit down with different staff members and talk about Bible study habits that can help you, right? I want to talk about how to read the Bible better. And so today, Jeremy Stroh is going to sit with me. Stroh is our student and college pastor and uh, a great student of the word. He loves the Bible. He's got a couple of unique tips to share. So we're going to talk about three things today with Jeremy Stroh. Hey, Stroh, welcome to the podcast. Hey, man. Thanks. All right, so let's you you've shared these with me. I'm excited about our people getting to hear them. So let's go ahead and pitch. Let's go ahead and get started. What's uh, what's the first tip you have for our church family reading the Bible better? Sounds good. Yeah. So the first thing I would say, and this is one that man, if I'm not careful, I still mess up. So it's one that just we want to set up over and over again, and it's read with God. Too often we'll read the text trying to learn about Him. We want to learn about His commands. We want to learn about the stories. But if we're not careful, that reading about God um, can separate the reality that truth that God is with us, that he is real, and that he is present. Uh, and we don't man, we don't want to read to know about God. We want to read to know him. So you, when you and I were talking about this podcast episode earlier, you know, your statement of, hey, man, I think people need to read with God, not just about God, mm-hmm. that to me was one of my favorite things that I've heard recently about reading the scripture. You know, the sermon that I preached um, on Sunday about allowing the Holy Spirit to inform the way that you read Scripture, mm-hmm. so that you can you can you know build a foundation that would allow you to survive temptations and such yeah. as that. Like just the idea of reading reading your Scripture with God, not about God. Like I wish I'd had that language Sunday when I preach because I think <laughs> it's more clear. I think that's powerful. That's that's good, man. So read read with God and not just about God. I think that's a big th- that separates to me. That separates me approaching the Scripture just as a religious duty. Like mm-hmm. did I read my yeah. Bible this morning? From, hey, was I changed? Did I enjoy time with God this morning? You know, that kind of, I don't know, we call it devotion. Like we're devoted to the Lord. And that just, to me, in to me, I don't know, it just brings that to the surface, that I'm enjoying time along with God. Yeah, so short practical thing, whenever I read the text with God, I'm talking to him about what I'm learning. I talk to him about who he is and what I love about him. And I talk to him about who I want to become. And so that reading with God really turns up a conversation between me and him. Just knowing that his spirit is present, that he promised to be with us always, even till the end of the earth, the end of the age. And so just talking with him about what I'm reading and and the things I want to see it do in my life and in his kingdom. So there you go. I talked, to a, I talked to a pastor in October of 2019. Yeah. And he said something that stuck with me. Uh, it's a guy that's just got a strong prayer life. And I was asking him about his prayer life. You know, what's he learning? And he just said, honestly, where I am right now is just to remember that 
that while I'm reading scripture, that's actually for me still part of my conversation with God. That's mm. still part of my prayer life. I approach it that way. To me, that resonates with read with God, not about God. Yeah. So I love that. All right. Thanks. That's a fantastic start. You got three tips. That was the first one. What's the second thing you want to tell our church family? The second thing I would say is read like Jesus. Okay. Read like Jesus. So Jesus, when he was talking about the scriptures, he said that all of the scriptures, every bit of it could be summed up in these two things. Right? It's about you loving God with all your heart, soul, mind, and your abilities and your strengths, every part of who you are. And it's about loving each other well. And so when Jesus said, if you're reading the scriptures, the motivation that that passage was recorded for, ultimately God gave us his word so that we would learn to love him more and that we would learn to love others more. A right interpretation of scripture uh, is going to require that it serves those two purposes. That's what Jesus said. That's what he read when he read scriptures. And so if I'm reading scripture, every law, every story, every prophecy is about teaching us to love God more and loving others more. And it's important I don't miss that. Great. So read like Jesus, which for you is a read loving God, loving your neighbor well while you're yeah. reading it. Okay, good work. And the third thing, this is a little more academic. I mean, it doesn't. It's not. It's not academic. It's what we're taught in seminary, right? Sure. But it's also one of the most practical and fundamental tools for understanding the Bible correctly. Yeah. So, drum roll, please. What is it, Stroke? <laughs> read like the original reader. I mean, remember the original reader. That's yeah. the idea. So. Um, the book wasn't first written for us. It was first written for, you know, the Philippians or the Colossians or the Israelites, um, the law and the prophets. Those were written for someone else first. Right. Um, and they matter to us because we struggle with some of the same things they struggled with. Sometimes it's in different ways. So it's important that we learn who is the original reader, what were they like, how are we similar, how are we different. And that will help us to understand what to do with the laws they were given, with the experiences that they had. Um, so learn about the original reader, read from their perspective first, and we kind of go, okay, that's what it meant then. What does that always mean, and what does that mean for us now? So people, people when they preach or teach, you'll hear them talk about the original context. Like, yeah. And that can be the context on the page, like what's happening in the verses before and the verses after this. But most often they're talking about the context in that moment of history, in that social context. You know, what was the world like 2,000 years ago? Or what were the Thessalonians really dealing with? And I've learned that a lot of our errors mm -hmm. in interpreting and applying the Bible come because we don't take that into consideration. Like, we, we fix a lot of our Bible reading mistakes mm -hmm. when we slow down long enough to ask what was going on in that historical moment, that historical... And you don't you don't have to go to Bible school or to seminary or you know to a Christian college to be able to learn how to do that. Like you mm -hmm. don't you don't need a seminary degree to do that. Sometimes it just takes some common sense and slowing down enough to think about yeah. the original setting. You know, what was going on between if Paul's writing a letter from prison, what was happening in his world, if the people who were reading it were in Ephesus, what was going on in their world. Mm. You know, and, and a lot of times, for me, all the clues you need are right there in the book. Yeah. They're they're right there in the scripture. Sometimes a study Bible helps to bring this out. Sometimes a you know a, a commentary or a Bible encyclopedia, but most of the time everything you need is is right there in the scripture somewhere. So Yeah. So yeah, practical stuff 
just like you're saying, read larger sections. Don't just grab two verses, but read a whole section. Right. Read the whole story if it's a gospel story. Yep. Try to read the whole book if it's the book of Philippians. Now, that doesn't mean you have to do it in one sitting, but rather than going, I'm going to read four verses in Philippians, I'll read two yep. in Colossians. Let's do all of our verses out of Philippians this week yeah. and just read front to end. And that gives you more of that context so you know what they were feeling and what they were struggling with. The second thing, um, BibleProject.com. They do an introduction to every book of the Bible, and they do a really good job. You can watch it on your cell phone, on YouTube. They have a YouTube channel. You can watch it on your computer. You can pull up the YouTube channel on your TV and watch it. But I always love, before I read a book, I'll just go visit their four-minute introduction. It's a video. It's short to watch, but it's a really good introduction to what they were struggling with and what was happening at the time. Yep, and so I'm, I'm going to underscore that. Because you know that our family, we read our Bible last year. With, yeah. You know, Lynn's on the boys. It's a big deal for us, right? Um, we met right down to the wire, too. I mean, we, <laughs> we finished Revelation, like, on New Year's Eve, right? But um, but part of our reading plan was every, every new book that we encountered, we watched the introduction video from the Bible Project. That's awesome. And, man, so, I mean, I've got a whole bunch of seminary under my belt, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm watching it thinking, holy smokes, this is so good, so memorable, so clear, and so accurate. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're only, you know, I mean, every once in a while I would think of something like, oh, I don't know if I see it. But I'm telling you, Stro, it was amazing how good it was. So I'm, so church family, like, whatever book you're about to read in your Bible, check it out. But check out Bible Project and watch their their introduction to Bible books videos. It's amazing. Phenomenal. Stro, I really appreciate you taking time to be with us, church family. I appreciate you being people of the scripture. Listen, being people of the word, like leaning into the authority of scripture, allowing the Bible to govern our lives, that's going to make the difference for the long haul. That will help you finish the race with Jesus with a biblical worldview, pleasing Jesus Christ, and knowing what his will for you is. So church family, I love you. God bless you. Stay in the word. Stro, thanks for being with us. Amen.